Hello, everyone, and welcome to Netsticks and Chill this week. Uh, apologies for the delay on getting this episode done between a numerous amount of commitments for myself and Gordon and life just getting in the way. It has been difficult to put some to put something together, but we have the Australian men's under-20s competing in Mexico in Division 3. Uh, in their world championships so we needed to get something done this week so we are dubbing this the power play edition of the net sticks and chills podcast it's going to be quick it's going to be rapid we are going to take you through as much of a preview as we can there is a very good chance that by the time you're listening to this australia has already played its first game against bosnia and herzegovina so take everything we say about that game with a grain of salt and who knows, maybe we're even going to prove ourselves to be Nostradamuses and predict exactly what's going to happen in that game. But joining me, as always, is Gordon. Good enough. Gordon, how are you uh, on this dreary Friday afternoon? I'm, I'm excited uh, to talk some, some hockey. Let's, uh, let's get this done. Yep. So we'll start off with Australia's first game against Bosnia and Herzegovina. How do you think this one's going to play out? So uh, it, it'll be a challenge. I, um, just having a, a brief message back and forth with uh, Jason Quizler. He, he seems to be fairly, fairly happy with the squad, with the preparation. They had a, a, a good warm-up game in Vancouver before they, they left. They had a, a little uh, miniature training camp in Vancouver. And um, so got to see the, the team play, play together and, and uh, get some chemistry. They end up drawing the match at three all against the uh, West West Eagles or something the the junior team in, in Vancouver. Um, so uh, a good result. West Coast Warriors, sorry, was the name of the team. Um, and he's uh, expecting uh, that they'll match up well against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, he feels that uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina have just the two lines that can. A reliably produce offense, whereas uh, he feels confident in, in Australia to produce offense from all four lines. So we'll, we'll see how he goes, but he certainly sounds um, pretty pretty confident leading into the first game. Yeah, Australia won't have much time to sit around because they will back up just over, uh, actually, yeah, I would say 24 hours after that game is scheduled to finish. Um, they start the tournament off on a back-to-back well, as they go up against South Africa, who are also coming off the back-to-back, they will face Turkey um, in the 1.30 local slot game. Australia, uh, that game against Bosnia and Herzegovina is the 10 o'clock slot local time, which is 1 a.m. here in Australia on Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, Sunday morning at 4.30, we'll see them go up against South Africa. Is... How do you think that game's going to play out, given that both sides will be uh, on the second half of back-to-back? Well, I, I would expect Australia to, to have an edge. Uh, it, it's funny, uh, again, uh, you know, J- Jason Quisler was saying that uh, uh, South Africa still hadn't arrived in Mexico, uh, uh, you know, this morning. So uh, Australia's ha- had a, a chance to adapt to climate. It's, it's, got, it's at altitude, so... It's going to be an adjustment for teams. The lungs are going to be burning. This is where conditioning is key. And uh, South Africa is is um, is going to have a challenge to adjust uh, um, in a short frame of time and then play back-to-back. So I, I feel that this benefits Australia, this, this first part of the draw, even though it's challenging for both teams. 
uh, Australia is better prepared, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the other thing that you have to take into account is that Australia's been in and around the local time zone, at least. Like, th these are taking place, I, I believe, uh, I believe where they are in Mexico is on central time. Um, if you use your American conversions, whereas they have been in Vancouver, which is on Pacific time, but they have been in and around that area of the world for about a week now. And so they won't have to deal with jet lag. They won't have to deal with adapting to the time zone. You know, Australia is not exactly a humid country, but they'll, they'll also be a little bit used to the heat that they're going to experience in Mexico. So it's, it's not going to be a, a as much of a challenge as it might be to adapt for, say, a Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, we'll go on to their third group stage game now, which is against Turkey. That one is on the uh, the 25th of July local time. That one's another 1.30 puck drop. So it'll be 4.30 here in Australia on, I believe, Tuesday morning, if I've done my math right. Um, yeah, that's right. Yep. How can we see that one playing out? We've seen the Australian sides have are quite a lot of the Australian women's sides, the seniors and the under-18s have a little bit of success against Turkey recently. Can the men make it, um, uh, can the men do more of the same? Look, I, I think so. Australia's been matched up in, in this group for a few years now. They've had uh, in 2018, and uh, sorry, in 2019 and in 2020, they uh, won silver on, on both those occasions. They'll be looking to improve uh, I, I I think that they will have the the will be the better team against Turkey. You know anything can happen, but it, in my opinion, Australia should be looking at three wins out of three. And three wins out of three would put them. You you would think. Well, actually, no, it would um, would put them at the top of Group B, which would see them play on. Well, all, all the um. All the, I guess you'd call them quarterfinal matchups taking place on the on the 27th anyway. Assuming that they're going to go three from three, they would face the lowest ranked team in Group A. Who do you think that they would come up against in that match? So who's going to finish at the bottom of uh, Group A? Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's there's an opportunity to to look very silly with um, with a prediction here, but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think Chinese Taipei were were bounced down from the from the uh, group above earlier, so you know potentially won by the Kyrgyzstan or, or Israel. I think Mexico will have an edge playing at home, so they'll probably avoid the bottom of, of the group. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough call again. I I can't I can't claim to be a, an expert in in Israeli or, or Kyrgyzstani hockey. So, um, but, but my pick would be one of those two teams. What about you? Yeah, I, I would think it's going to be, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Dark Horse and uh, just for, just for giggles, I'm going to say that Mexico is going to have a shocker of a tournament and that it's going to be Australia versus Mexico in the quarters. Um, because of the home side, they've been granted all the um, all the late-night puck drops, the 8.30 starts. So I'm going to become very familiar with this Mexican team over the next few weeks, uh, over the next few days, I should say, because that is 11.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time puck drops on those. So 
I will be definitely becoming familiar with the Mexican under-20s hockey team, as I'm sure you will as well, Gordon. That is, of course, assuming that these games will be live-streamed. Uh, at the time of recording, we're eight hours away from puck drop at the first game, and there still seems to be no details of a live stream. Yeah, I mean, things things should uh, trickle through uh, eventually. Um, we, we were chatting just before that um, uh, Jason Quizler sent through uh, some information about the preparation over in, in Mexico that the rink hadn't been finished by the time that they got there, just, you know, 36 hours prior, but they've done an outstanding job. They've put in sinks, showers, glass panels. They put in a cafeteria. They paved the driveway all in the past 36 hours. Uh, they went away um, uh, for after a practice, came back three hours later, and there was a bar built and set up. Um, the only issue, he sent some th photos of the ice surface, and because it's 32 degrees outside, and uh, I'm not sure what sort of insulation they have, but it was quite, quite foggy. So um, Australia, we, we may not see that have an impact in the first game because their first game is at 10 a.m. local time, but certainly their, their following two games are being played in the heat of the day. We'll see um, if the if the ice can can hold up, or if if it it's if it comes across as foggy on the eventual live stream that no doubt we will be provided at the last minute. Yeah, head over to the double IHF website and go to the tournaments tab. Uh, there there is the game centers available at the moment, but next to that there should be an option for a live stream closer to puck drop. That will, that will take you to a viewing live stream if one is available. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the group stages for Australia for a moment. Given the time difference, if people were to only watch one game live, which game would you recommend out of the three that they either wake up for or stay up for? Well, I, I think I think the one uh, we're talking the first phase, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're talking Bosnia Herzegovina, South Africa, or Turkey. I mean, South Africa. It's a Sunday morning, so at least you've got the afternoon to have a bit of a kip if you're working um, on the Monday. But uh, for me, it, it'll be that game against Turkey, uh, just for, for the fact that um, uh, that that could determine their placement in the group. At that could determine how kind their schedule is for the rest of the tournament as they chase gold. And, you know, make no mistake, this team, their goal, they haven't been shy about saying it. They're going there to win. They're not going there just to, to get silver or bronze or, or, you know, to participate. They're there to win. So um, they've set their expectations high. I think we're excited to see if, if they can match uh, the performance with the expectations and, and we'll see how they go. What about you? Which which match would you recommend watching? Oh, I'm going to be completely selfish. I'm going to say it's that Bosnia Herzegovina game, one AM puck drop, so that I don't have to um, that I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night. Yes, please give me that one. Um, no, like, I mean, I think the game against Turkey is going to stand out as well, like for all the reasons you've mentioned. It's the it's the last game of the group stages. It's it could very well determine where Australia is and whether they get the kindest draw possible, whether they get a middle of the pack draw once a crossover comes in. Like it's it's and we've we've seen um, 
you know, as we mentioned just before, like we've seen recently that the Australian sides have had some success against Turkey uh, on the women's side of the program. So it, I don't want to say pencil in an Australian victory, but at the same time, like it promises to be a good, it promises to be a good game, and Australia should walk away. I uh, should walk away with the with the victory for that one. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we jet off? No, I think that was good. That was um, it's it's going to be uh, exciting that the third tournament in uh, within the, the span of two months. So um, it, it's good to see some some of our national teams competing, and uh, we we've had a silver, we've had a bronze. Hopefully, we can get a gold. Yes, it, it would be very nice for Australia to walk away with gold. Uh, but that's all we have for you this week on this Power Play edition of the Net Sticks and Chill podcast. Uh, remember to like, rate, share, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. You can head over and follow us on our socials, um, Twitter and Instagram. It is the exact same, which is at Net Sticks underscore Chill. So that is Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but that's all for us this week for Gordon Good Enough. My name is Stephen Paletti. Thank you for listening in and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.